Welcome to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. Welcome back to Real Estate You with Letty Ann, season three of our podcast series. Thank you for watching today. And I'm lucky enough to be sitting with Rick Chamberlain. Rick is with Newmark Grub Zimmer, and Rick is a local uh, commercial real estate professional. So we're delighted to have you here today, Rick. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You bet. So there's so much you probably have to tell us about uh, what's happening in commercial real estate during this pandemic and uh, what's been happening you know, after the stay-at-home order and so many people are still working from home, um, how has this affected your business? How's the pandemic affected your business, Rick? Well, it's a great question. Um, I deal mostly in office space and in the office environment, uh, the work-at-home uh, program has taken hold. It was something that started 10 or 15 years ago, but the pandemic put it in hyperspeed. And fortunately, our technology was able to handle that. And companies were afraid. They hadn't really tested it. What we're also finding out is many companies are saying, gee, we can work from home. We don't need to lease as much space as we have right now. Uh, although they are, none of them are ready to make comp complete future plans based on that. They're waiting to see what happens. Uh, I think you'll see a combination of some work from home for those jobs that can safely do that, they'll be reboarding, bringing people back to the office, which has already started. And But when you come back to the office, uh, your office is going to look a little different. You're going to have to have wider uh, separation for uh, your social distancing. In a multi-story office building, you deal with how do you deal with elevators? You're now uh, limiting the elevator capacity. Um, in larger cities like New York, it's a real problem because everybody takes public transportation. Everybody gets into a elevator cab to go up 50 stories. Uh, in Kansas City, we don't have as much of that, uh, particularly in the suburban market. But bottom line is, I think we're going to see companies look at their space needs, evaluate how the work from home has gone, and play that into their future space needs uh, versus work from home, hoteling, uh, where you have space, but you're coming in once or twice a week or once or twice a month, and you don't have a, uh, a place to go to all the time. You basically sign up for a space when you come in. The, Is that uh, what's called hoteling? Yes, so hoteling. So it has nothing to do with a hotel? No, or? no, no, no. Okay. Sorry, sorry. So, no, I'm no, sorry. no. I, um, <clears throat> and I might want to ex uh, slow, slowly explain some of the things. Uh, so I'm still stuck on the elevator. right. So uh, one of the title companies I use, they're on the first floor, but it's in probably a 20, maybe 15 story in, Over in Overland Park here. Right. And uh, I kind of, when I'm sitting outside in the lobby, I'm wondering, you know, are people going to get on with each other? I mean, it's not that busy, you know, it's not like everyone's coming at, in at 8.30 and everyone leaves at 5. They're, right. You know, dental offices and things like that. Um, so the elevator, especially, you know, we don't see, use that much in in the Kansas City metro, Correct. unless you're downtown, right. or maybe uh, in Overland Park. But um, the hoteling, so you're saying if people are, need to fly in, let's say, to Kansas City, and, they, and they're only working like two days a week here for, for whatever reason, where, where, so they're renting a space for like a couple of days? or Well, no, I, that's more <clears> of <throat> a, a, a shared office space okay. environment. This is really dealing with a company 
that has people that are maybe working from home, but they need a place to come to in the office once a week. Oh, okay. And so, but oh. there's maybe five people that do that. Mm-hmm. And so, so not all one, five of them have a specific spot, but you sign up and you say, okay, I'm going to be in on Tuesday morning from nine to noon. Uh, you know, Rick's signing up for that spot at, uh, you know, at the Newmark Grub Zimmer company and you come in and then somebody else comes in on the other days. So that way you don't have to have four offices, three of them vacant most ah. of the time. So that's kind of called the hoteling because you make a reservation. I see. So it's not anybody from out of town necessarily. Everyone's right. taking their time slots. And it does happen <clears throat> from out of town. When you're dealing with consultants and so forth, they travel the country. But they oftentimes have smaller offices in different parts of the country. And so they would do that too. But this is really going into companies that have people locally that they've now decided they can work from home or work uh, out of the office but they do need an occasion to come in. And so they say, okay, we don't need 20,000 20, square feet. Right. We, we maybe need 15 okay, or, or 12 mm-hmm. because the people can uh, office away from the office and come in when they need to. Um, the other thing, though, that drives, okay, you reduce space because of that. What drives the space to increase is the social distancing, the issue with uh, conference rooms. You know, originally designed to hold 12 people. Now, with social distancing, there's four or five people. So you've got to have either smaller groups getting together. But still need the bigger space. But need the bigger space. Mm. Um, have you the, seen the scale down yet? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, uh, we, we haven't. One I th- foot in and one foot out. Yeah, like, I, think, I, think, I think, well, a couple things. Most often, tenants have a five or six or seven or three-year lease. So they still have some lease term uh, left. So they aren't able to make an immediate turn on that. Uh, but the, I guess the bigger issue is they're trying to figure out whether the, really the work from home is going to work in the future. And, you know, it's for, wor- and for their business. Correct. <laughs> it, and it's worked for three or four months, but that was kind of in a pinch and it's worked. Uh, I think some people are getting tired of that, you know, kind of worn out. And the productivity, even though it was pretty good to begin with, is going to slowly go down. Then the other thing they're fighting with is a corporate culture. When you don't have people in the office, you don't have a corporate culture. When you're bringing new people in and they don't have intermediate to senior people to shadow, they don't understand. This they don't pick great, up on the business. This is some great stuff So for you, all industries. Right. For all industries. Right, and right. I'm thinking of my own industry, you know, my office here, uh, residential real estate agents, um, you know, to learn and grow, we need to be together. And I know that we think real estate is you're flying solo, but you're never going to exceed and excel by flying solo without being with your peers and, uh, and having that corporate culture, like you said, right. As you said it so beautifully. Sorry, I had to just digest that again. Yeah, no, that that is very true. And through across industries, uh, you know, our industry, I'm in the commercial real estate business with Newmark Grub Zimmer, and we uh, we came back to our office, reboarded probably six weeks ago or eight weeks ago. Everyone was coming back? Uh, yes. <clears throat> However, we are working from home and coming back to the office. So it's, you know, some people are there full time. Uh, other people like myself, I'm kind of half in the office and half at home. Uh, we have taken advantage of the Zoom and Teams uh, platform. Uh, particularly when we have sort of all brokerage meetings, you know, our big training room can now only hold 10 people. 
When so, they're normally held, how many? Uh, I think probably 20 or 25. Okay. So a half... Half or less. Yeah, half or less. And, and so we would fill it up with 20 or 25 people. Consequently, we can we, now you can do that from the office and another space in the office. Uh, but we've incorporated the ability to do, you know, people from home or in our, we have a lease summit location can, can do that. It's admittedly, it's not the same as being there in person, but it's certainly more beneficial than a conference call. Or uh, the virtual call, you're virtual saying, call, yeah, is, is much better. Yeah, right. So that uh, you know, getting back to, have we seen an immediate pivot? No, I don't think we have yet. But I think it's for two reasons. One, in reality, the companies have a period of time left on their lease terms. Yeah, and so they, you know, even if they can pivot, they may not be able to. Um, and then two, they're trying to figure out, okay, how much space do we really need? How many people can we work from home? How many people need to stay here? I mean, a good example is I, earlier this week, I talked with a manager of a uh, engineering firm here in town. They had about 8,000 feet. Uh, they're one of 20 or 25 offices around the country. This is in their headquarters. Um, and I was talking to him. And, and my calls lately are talking to people and just finding out how their companies are handling the uh, the work from home and the COVID and all of that. He said about 70% of his people are back, which is kind of unusual, I in think. Eight, you said 8,000 square feet? Yeah. Office. So he's got, and it's all engineers. And, okay. And uh, the 30% that aren't back that are working from home, he said they will probably allow them to work from home because it's tough to get the uh, tough to get the um, talent, so they don't want to they don't want push to those anyone. people away and lose those engineers because mm-hmm. they're good engineers because they're working from home and they're produ- productive working from home. Uh, you know they'll probably have them come in and do some cooperative Hoteling. work, <laughs> but uh, but a lot of their you know uh, a lot of a lot of that issue has gone away. I I uh, I spoke with another gentleman that. Uh, is involved with a major insurance company. Uh, you know, they have an office here in town and headquartered elsewhere. They were already deciding that they had more space than they needed, they thought, uh, partially because of the work from home. With the COVID situation coming on, they're all working from home, including, you know, the managers. Still. Yeah, they have some a few essential employees at the office mm-hmm. to collect mail and bills and that sort of thing. But as he was thinking about it, he sees where salespeople probably could work from home or work uh, at an office outside of the office. Um, He felt that claims people could work from home. But underwriters and some of these other uh, folks probably need to be in the office. So that's kind of how he was thinking about it. At the end of the day, if it falls out that way, he probably needs 60% of the space he has now, 60 or 70% of the space he has now. Uh, you know, the the other interesting thing is for a while, for quite a while, we've seen where companies have put more people in less space, where one of our thumbnails on an office environment was maybe four people per thousand square feet, 250 square feet per person. 
Okay. On average, that includes their office space. That includes circulation space. That includes the re- you know the restroom, the proportion of restroom that they get. That has crept up where now I think more typically you'd see five people per thousand square feet. So immediately you've reduced your requirement by twenty five percent, twenty percent people per thousand square feet. Yeah, so that's okay. two hundred square feet per person. Okay. That and, and what we've seen in customer contact, customer call centers, that going upward of eight to ten per thousand. Because everyone's sitting so close to Correct. one another. And right. then the COVID comes in and they're like, oh, you know, we've done all this benching and all this stuff. Now we've got to s- separate them out. Um, customer contact facilities we have seen have been, can probably work from home. The, the technology is so good that they can follow their productivity of their individual employees uh, through the you know through the internet and through their their ability to do that, um, and they don't have an issue as as we have here across the country. If you put in eight or ten people per thousand square feet, nobody has the parking to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. And in a city like Kansas City, where it's one person, <clears throat> one car. Uh, you Isn't can't that crazy it. when you kind of think of like L.A. or right? You think of New, New York, York City. Nobody rides. You're not even allowed to have one. Well, in L.A., you're not even allowed to have one person per car. I mean, and so, you know, in New York City, you take public transportation. That's a whole other issue with COVID. But um, So everyone uh, everyone having 200 square feet or less, that's where you were. Now we're going to be going backwards. Probably. uh, Way backwards. Yeah. We, we, We suspect that will happen just because, you know, conference rooms, instead of holding 10 or 12 are now going to hold four or five. So it's not like you can reduce the space unless you just don't want to do the conference room. Correct. Right. So this is my conference room and now it's, uh, it's always served as our uh, studio as well because my producers do an amazing job of transforming it. I don't even feel like I'm in my office when I'm in here. Right. Um, So, but so how has it affected your business personally? Would you mind sharing that? Sure. Um, uh, we're talking about the pandemic, and we're talking with Rick Chamberlain today with Newmark Grub Zimmer. He's a local uh, com- commercial real estate professional right here in the Kansas City metropolitan area. So uh, we're, he's kind of giving us an overall general view of where we were before the pandemic and now where we are currently in the pandemic with regard to office space and leasing uh, in commercial buildings. And then, uh, of course, I just asked Rick, uh, how has this affected your uh business personally well it's in our ability to make cold calls like pretty you guys do in your business and most people do in in their business has to get face to face with people you can't do it now they don't want to see you know uh, guests at their front door they don't want to why wouldn't you want to see rick look at him (laughs) (laughs) they they don't they don't want to talk to you and, and understandably you know they are they're concerned about COVID and, and, and uh, the effects on them and their employees. So you don't waltz into a, a commercial office right. anymore. So you, what, do you, do you, what do you do? Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's the challenge. You know, I've been in the business long enough that I've made some contacts with uh, ongoing customers or people that I'd like to make ongoing customers. So I have an ability to call or email them and make some contact that way. Uh, but for the newer guys and even for myself to go out and meet face to face 
it really limits you. And, and typically you're not going to see the decision maker when you walk in. You're hopeful of kind of looking at their space, getting an idea of the space, meeting the receptionist, maybe being friendly with her and hopefully get through the gatekeepers down the way. Mm -hmm. But even when you make that call, you in your mind, you have a vision of what their space looks like. So you know kind of who you're talking to. Uh, you know, whether they're a 3,000-foot user all open or a 10,000-foot user with a lot of private offices. Um, but not having that ability uh, makes you fly a little blind. Um, so we are, and we have meetings, we have a, a sales we have a sales meeting, and then we have sort of a training meeting. The training meet, meeting happens at 730 uh, every Tuesday. And older folks like myself are involved, as well as younger new people. And we just sort of go around and talk about how, how do you, you know, uh, attack this situation? How do you keep upbeat? Let's go back to the corporate culture, which I love that you said that corporate culture, because you're sharing ideas. You're, right. I always say hashtag better together, because even though it's your commercial business, it's my independent uh, residential business right. uh, when I'm selling and buying things and assisting others. But still, we need the ideas and the culture of the other people. We can always learn from one another. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's even beyond our business. Other companies are finding. Oh, other companies for co- sure. Yeah. You know, the corporate culture, just passing each other in the hallway or, you know, getting a cup of coffee, you spark conversations and that. Dressing up. That, that, I mean, look, I mean, right, Rick? Like yeah. if you're working from home, you're likely not putting on this sharp outfit. I mean, you look like a million bucks. Maybe you do walk around your house like that. I don't know. But is there's something to that, right? Like pride in oneself. Right. And, uh, then, and then interacting and socializing with others that you have in common with at the office. Right. Yeah. So it, it uh, and, and getting to know people on a personal level. Is oh, right. Of course. So of course. that's, um, that's part of the whole reason, you know, our company's back and because uh, we, we want to promote that. Now we, what we haven't seen is a lot of showings, although that's starting to come back where we actually meet with prospects and walk them through our space. But if it's vacant space, it would be no problem. Correct. But maybe an office full, they, maybe they're not. Right. So and inclined. we have both. But um, mm-hmm. it's even challenging sometimes to get the client or the prospect to come out to feel comfortable to walk through a space. Wow. We, you know, we offer masks and we offer sure. uh, hand cleansing solutions. What about virtual solutions? So, well, I, I'm going to interrupt you. Sorry. He, he's telling me we have three minutes. Oh, okay. Um, but I – so I – anyway, I need to – let us know that because I have so many questions for you. What about do you do, you do video? Or are you yeah, doing virtual things? Yeah, yeah, You're live good, virtual. Great, great, great point. Like, yes, am, we, 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 It took us a while in the commercial real estate business to figure out what you guys are doing in the residential business. You can always call me, Rick. <laughs> we we are doing video, and there's services that you can pay for that, and there's a number of them that popped up. Um, but we think that is helpful. Yeah. In addition to a brochure, which has you know typically pictures of the inside. To do a walkthrough, a minute or a minute and a half, you don't want to make it too long because it'll bore people. But if you uh, do a walkthrough, it certainly gives people the feel of the space. And I and I think particularly for out of town company, companies that are here in town, but their corporate decision making is out of town. My sense is they're going to want to see those video tours and take the list of 10 down to three based on those video tours and then maybe come in town and look at the top three. So if you don't have a good video tour, you may not make the cut. What about setting up a meeting on Zoom 
Rick is at the property, although you'd need three people if it's three different properties. Right. So but let's say you're at one of the properties that they have an interest in. Their corporate decision maker is in Chicago, but they're considering this Kansas City property. So your office, and if you need help with this, I'll help you with this. You set up a Zoom meeting. Uh, your Chicago guy gets on. Rick is on, and maybe someone from your office is on, on the Zoom. Rick's at the, that's you, <laughs> talking to Rick in the third party, third person. You're at the property with your phone on the Zoom live, and you simply, uh, and then if the Chicago guy says, he'll, he'll, of course, he's on there. So he, you're showing the property. Here's office number one. Here's the break room. And then Chicago, Chicago decision maker says, uh, well, I need to know this, Mr. Chamberlain. Uh, do, 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 do. And then you're there. You can say, oh, well, let me check. Oh, absolutely. That works. There's an ice maker. You actually have a dishwasher. So you're doing, you're, it's almost like he's there with you. Right. But you're answering all of his questions while you're right there at the property. So um, We have done some of that. Oh, cool. Particularly when we're uh, working with our group out, outside of town. Uh, Good. Network that way. But yeah. yeah it's, it's, so th- 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 that is really something that we weren't doing much of. And now you see it. You almost with have everybody. to. You yeah. almost have you, to. You, you, if you're you, not doing it, they're going to find someone else. Right. To do they're going to move on. There's right. other a lot of other choices. We have one minute, and again, I'm with Rick Chamberlain. He is with Newmark Grub Zimmer, a local commercial real estate professional here in the Kansas City metropolitan area. One minute left, Rick. What do you predict? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what do you see uh, in the next six months um, coming up for commercial real estate? Well. Um, the off, I think in the next six months, office users will figure out how their going forward model is going to look like. Now, how quickly they implement that will depend somewhat on how long a lease term they have, or they may go back to that current landlord and say, hey, I'll extend my lease, but I'm going to take back, I want you to take back 10,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And if I were to tell that to a landlord, I'd say, if I was consulting with the landlord, I'd say, do that. Because I think... Office users are going to be um, good credit office users are, are worth keeping and uh, worth stretching to make a deal for. So compromise is yeah. going to be key. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll see that in the next future. And I think ultimately we'll see probably a net reduction in office use on average of 10 to 15 percent. 10 to 15 percent. C- combined work from home, but expanding the space to handle the people that are coming into the office. That's that's my sense. Retail is well. We didn't even get to retail. No. That'd be a whole another episode. I knew you were the office uh, space king here right. in Kansas City. So uh, I wish we had more time, Rick. I hope you'll come back for another episode. Thank you so much for watching Real Estate You with Letty Ann, and we'll see you on our next episode. See you again. 